Welcome to the Unapologetic Mompreneur, the podcast for mums with an online business who are ready to take back their time, home, business and self so they can restore the balance and thrive both at home and at work without feeling like they have to choose between the two. I'm your host, Sarah Dew, life and biz coach for mumpreneurs. I'm also a mum, stepmom, wife, introvert, breast cancer survivor, and your mentor for making a change for the better. I've learned how to go from surviving to thriving and unapologetically create a business I love and the life I want for me and my family without worrying about what other people think. And now I'm here to help you do the same. Because being an unapologetic mumpreneur doesn't mean that we're selfish or that we don't care about others. It simply means that we are not afraid to show up as our true authentic selves, to step into our purpose, do what we know is right for ourselves and the ones we love, and take the steps we need to take to make our dream life and business a reality. Join me each week where I'll be sharing all of my best tips and strategies, plus the occasional dose of tough but gentle love to help you feel empowered, motivated and confident to take action so that you can become the mum, wife, biz owner and woman you know you are meant and deserve to be. So are you ready to unapologetically create a business and life you love? Let's do this. Hey there, and welcome to episode 23 of the Unapologetic Mumpreneur podcast. I am so excited for this episode because this episode is the first of a four-part mini-series where we are going to be diving deep into the four pillars that will help you to create a business and life you love. We touched on them briefly in episode three, where I introduced you to the four pillars, but it's been on my list to do for a while now is a few episodes where we actually take each one of the pillars in turn and we dive so much deeper into them so that I can share with you just by how much when we nurture and focus on these four pillars, that is the key and the secret for us to go from surviving to thriving in our mumpreneur journey. And so these next four episodes, we are going to do just that. We're going to be diving into each one of them in turn, and you're going to walk away from each one knowing exactly what it means to focus on and nurture the pillar, why it matters so much, and the few strategies that you can use to help you do just that, to nurture that pillar so that you can create a business and life you love and go from surviving to thriving in your mumpreneur journey. So what are the four pillars? They are love your family, love your home, love your business, and love yourself. These four pillars not only make up the foundation of my business, but they are also the framework that I use with my coaching clients and I personally use every single day to help me focus on and nurture and create a business and life that I love that is on my terms without worrying about what other people think. Every aspect of our life falls under one or other of these pillars. Our business, our relationships, our friends, our family, our well-being, our personal and spiritual development, our finances, the environment we live in, our goals, our dreams and desires, and even the things that we want to do for fun. Every single area of our life comes under one or other of these pillars. And something that I have learned over the years is if that we are to be truly, truly happy, If we are to thrive in our business and at home without feeling like we have to choose between the two, and if we're to go from surviving to thriving in our mumpreneur journey, 
We need to focus on and give all of these pillars the attention they deserve. We need to focus on them and nurture them and make them strong. And if we're neglecting just one of them, they start to crumble. And then when we let them crumble, we will never get to where we want to be. Our dream life and the life we want for our family, the business that we, we dream and aspire to have, all of that stays a dream. In my journey to becoming a mumpreneur and to thriving at home and feeling more connected to my kids and making my dream business a reality, all of that over the years of all of the different tried and tested ways I have given a go of to try and find a way to live life more intentional and to thrive both at home and at work without feeling like I have to choose between the two, I have realized that these four pillars are the key to making that happen. If you've not yet tuned into and listened to episode three, and you're not really sure what I'm talking about, let's just quickly go over what the four pillars are and how they fit together and why they matter so much and why they are the key to helping you go from surviving to thriving in your mumpreneur journey. So like I said, the four pillars are love your family, love your home, love your business and love yourself. And if you think for a moment how about your home is constructed, that it has strong foundations, four walls and a roof. The walls give you security and privacy and the roof keeps you warm and dry. Without the walls, the roof would just cave in. And it's the same for these four pillars. These four pillars represent the walls of your life and the life that you aspire to be living. That life that you love is the roof. And so if you are to create a life and business you love, you need to be investing time and energy into every single one of these pillars. Their foundations need to be strong and they need to be taken care of. If we are neglecting any one of these four pillars, they will start to crumble. And if we neglect them long enough, we run into the risk of the roof caving in. But just like your garden, if you tend to them, if you prune them, if you nurture them, if you nourish them and you give them the attention they deserve, those pillars become strong. Just like well-looked-after shrubs and flowers, they will flourish and develop into something beautiful and amazing, and you will find that you have a business and life you love. Sounds pretty straightforward, doesn't it? And that's because it is. See, switching things up to create that business and life that you want and that you love and that you desire to have really isn't as complicated as you might think. Because when you address each one of those pillars in turn, and that's what we're going to dive into over these next four episodes, by understanding what you like and don't like about each one, making a few tweaks here and there, and making the effort to nurture them and give them the attention that they deserve, it is possible for us to go from surviving to thriving, and both at home, as a mum, in our business, and in every area of our lives. I have done it. I have been focusing on and nurturing these pillars for the best part of the last 10 years and tweaking them and testing them. And they have really become the foundational key to creating a business and life you love. And that is why they are now the foundation of my business. And they are what I use and take my clients through to help them go from surviving to thriving and thrive both at home and at work without feeling like they have to choose between the two. And so over the next four weeks, we are going to be diving through each one in turn. This episode, get ready because we're going to be diving deep into pillar one, the love yourself pillar. In episode 24, we're going to be looking at pillar number two, which is the love your family pillar. Episode 25 is pillar number three, the love your home pillar. 
And episode 26 is going to be all about pillar number four, the love your business pillar. Why do it in that order? Because pillar one has to be the love yourself pillar because everything starts and ends with us. Then it's time to look at family and then it's time to look at home because one thing I have learned, if we are to survive, go from surviving to thriving in our businesses, the secret to making that happen is getting all of our ducks in a row at home first, is getting the attention and giving ourselves the attention we need to make our well-being a priority so that we can then have the energy and the time to and the motivation and the desire to take care of everybody and everything that we love to make family time, spending time together a priority, to focus on our homes and get our homes running like a well-oiled machine so that we have restored that mompreneur life balance so that we are then free to focus on our businesses without feeling torn between that and all other things, home life and mum life. So that is why they are in that order. So are you ready to dive into the love yourself pillar? Are you ready to start making your well-being more of a priority without feeling guilty about doing it? Let's dive in. The love yourself pillar is the most important one of all of the four because everything starts and ends with us. And that's why whenever I'm diving into the pillars and doing the work myself, that's the pillar that I start and look at first. And it's the same with my coaching clients and my subscribers and my members of my Facebook group too. Whenever we're first starting out working together, I always get them to look at and nurture the love self pillar before we look at anything else. And see, the one thing that I have learned over the years is that whatever might be going on in my life, whatever my family and home situation may be, whatever is going on in my business, however difficult or overwhelming things might be, there is always one constant, and that is me. And it's the same for you too. No matter how fast you run, no matter where you try to hide in the nicest possible way, you will always be stuck with you. And so before you start trying to create a family life you love, a home life you love and a business that you love, you need to first learn to love yourself. And that includes allowing yourself to love yourself and taking better care of yourself too. Because if you neglect yourself, if you don't take care of yourself, you will start to crumble and everything around you will crumble too. But if you put yourself first, if you fill your cup too, if you are honest about what you want from life and the things that make you happy and you do the things to nourish your mind, your body and your soul and to recharge and rest and do the things that lift you up and bring you joy, not only will you be happier, but you will be in a much, much better position to take care of your family and home, to nurture your business and create that business and life that you love. And so before diving into the other pillars, before looking at the love your family, love your home and love your business pillars, I want you to first think about how you can take better care of yourself. How can you love yourself more? How can you start to make your well-being more of a priority? And how can you make a promise to yourself that you will start to put yourself first and that you will find time for you that you will be kind to yourself and that you will always choose being your own best friend over being your own worst enemy. You know what is good for you, what lifts you up and what makes you happy. And so it's time to stop making excuses. It's time to stop putting your own well-being to the bottom of your to-do list. From now on, I want you to start making yourself a priority. I want you to start putting yourself first without feeling guilty about doing it. 
I know that you know self-care is important and that you should be taking better care of yourself. But when there is so much to do all the time, I know it feels easier said than done. Trust me, as a busy mom who spends more time adding things to her to-do list than taking them off, I get it. I am just as guilty of bumping my self-care and taking care of myself to the bottom of my list of priorities as you are. As mums and homemakers, we often feel like we are the wheel that keeps our family turning and that things don't happen unless we make them happen. We're pulled in a hundred different directions and there is always, always something that needs our attention. So how are we supposed to make putting ourselves first more of a priority? By doing just that. We have to make it a priority. Think about your car and your mobile phone for a moment. This is always the analogy that I use. Your phone won't keep going unless you recharge it and eventually your car runs out of fuel unless you top it up. It's the same for you and I. You need time to rest and recharge and you need time to refuel. You need time to do the things that lift you up and light your fire. Things that are for you and no one else. Take the time to fill your own tank first and you will have the strength, energy and desire to take care of everybody else. So how do we actually make all of this happen? How do we resist the urge to bump our self-care to the bottom of the to-do list for the sake of one more laundry, for the sake of one more coaching call or client call, for the sake of sending one more email or posting one more post to social media? How do we nurture that love yourself pillar and make our well-being a priority every single day without feeling guilty about it? Here are five strategies that you can use to help you make it happen. Strategy number one is to stop feeling guilty about putting yourself first. This is a tough one, I know, because we all do it. Actually finding the time to take time for ourselves in the first place is hard enough. But then when we do, we feel guilty that we have done it. Why do we do that? Why do we make ourselves feel guilty about doing something we know is important, both for our body and our sanity? We do it because we care. We care about our families and we care about our homes and we care about our businesses. Spending time on ourselves means that we are spending less time on everybody else. And so we feel guilty about that because it makes us feel like we're neglecting our responsibilities. But we need to give ourselves grace. We need to let that guilt go and start caring about ourselves too. There is nothing selfish about looking after yourself and making your well-being a priority. It couldn't be further from the truth. Self-care isn't selfish, it is necessary. And in actual fact, there is nothing more selfless that you can do than to take care of yourself so that you can then take care of the ones you love. And that includes your business. So I want you next time you find that you have got some time for you and you are feeling guilty about taking that time, tell yourself that self-care isn't selfish, it's necessary and that you are doing the most selfless thing you can do to rest, recharge and fill your cup too so that you can then take care of the ones that you love. Strategy number two is to take care of yourself outside and in. Practicing self-care and making time for you and filling your cup too isn't just about taking yourself off for a spa day. Although I'm not going to lie, that would be quite nice. Prioritizing your own well-being means making the efforts to take care of yourself every single day. It's about looking after your mind, your body and your soul. It's about taking care of yourself outside and in. This means getting enough sleep, eating well, staying hydrated, 
getting exercise and doing things that make you smile and taking the time to relax. No matter how busy things are, it is actually relatively easy to incorporate a little bit of self-care into your daily routine. Spend a few moments out thinking about how you can take care of yourself outside and in. Are you getting enough sleep? What does your daily diet look like? What foods are you eating? Are you drinking enough water and are you getting moving? Spend a few moments thinking through those things and then ask yourself if there's an area there that you are not focusing on to take care of yourself outside and in, what you could do to improve that and make it more of a priority. So it could be some of my favorite ways of doing it. It could be things like getting up a little bit earlier so that you have some time to journal or read before your kids get up. It could be getting some exercise by walking instead of taking the car or the bus. Or one of my favorite ways that I used to do when Harrison was still at primary school was to drop him off at school and then take the long walk home. Then that way I got a little bit of extra exercise before I sat down in front of my desk for the rest of the day before going to get him from school again. It could be something as simple as just listening to music or listening to a relaxing playlist, taking a bath. One of my favorite self-care strategies is to spend my Sunday evening and to just have a little at-home spa session and just spend some time with a face mask, have a bath and read and relax before going to bed. And it feels amazing and really sets me up for the week. Try unplugging a little bit and spending less time on social media or spending half an hour or so away from devices before you go to bed to help you get a decent night's sleep. You can choose fresh foods and fruit and vegetable over processed and fast foods and then get your daily water intake by carrying a refillable water bottle with you. That's how I do it. If I don't have a water bottle on my desk with me, then I will go the whole morning without having a drink. So I like to do a couple of rounds of time blocks, do some work, and then I make sure that I go and refill my water bottle. There's so many little things that you can do to take care of yourself outside and in. Go and make a list and try and incorporate some of them into your day. Strategy number three is to clear some of the mental clutter. Because when our minds are constantly buzzing, it can be super hard to relax. Mental clutter is incredibly distracting and all that noise makes it so hard to switch off. One of my favorite ways of doing this is to do a mind dump to offload all of your thoughts and free up your mind. Everything that is whizzing around your head, all of those mum things that we're trying to remember, all of the to-do list of everything we need to do in our business, the things that we need to do to make, to organize and buy, write them down. Next time you feel like your head is going to explode, Clear some of that mental clutter by doing a mind dump and see how much freer your mind feels. It is a hugely beneficial stress buster. And I love doing these decluttering exercises of mental clutter and getting things down onto paper at least once a month because it is amazing what we are storing on and holding on in our brains trying to remember. And that can really stress us out without us even realizing it. And trying to remember all those things just leads to overwhelm. So if you are feeling like your head's going to explode, it's time to do a mental clutter and put everything down onto paper with a mind dump. And then you can go through all of it all, scrub the things that you don't need to do. And then you can use that list to help you prioritize the things that you do need to do and work out what order they need to be done in so that you can get that to-do list ticked off. But it really does free you up and it makes such a massive difference in focusing on your well-being and nurturing that love yourself pillar. 
Strategy number four is to find time for you every single day. Doesn't matter how long you do it for, as long as you do something that is for you every single day that brings a smile to your face and makes you feel good about yourself. So it could be some of the things I've already mentioned, like going for a walk or having a bath, chilling out to music, all of those things count. And that's one of the first things that I get my clients to do when we are going through the love yourself pillar is to spend a few moments writing what I call the happy list. Is a list of all of the things that bring you joy, make you smile, lift you up and give you that quick boost that make you feel super, super happy. And doing tasks and activities and things that you enjoy, regardless of whether anybody else does enjoys it or not, is things that you love to do and that make you feel happy. Some of my favourite things, I like getting up early and having a half an hour to read by myself, especially on the weekends before everybody else gets up. I absolutely love going for a coffee and getting lost in a bookstore. One of my favorite ways to reward myself when I've accomplished a goal is to literally go to the mall that is not far from us. It has got the biggest Waterstones bookstore in there and I can get easily lost for a couple of hours just mooching around and looking at the books, but it makes me feel so, so good. The other one I love to do is to put on some music and dance around the kitchen when nobody is watching. But these really, really simple moments make such a difference. And it really is possible to find little pockets of time in your day where you are making time for you. Even if it is just spending five minutes doing some really simple breathing exercises while you're waiting for the kettle to boil. So how can you find time for you every day? What can you put on your happy list? Go create that happy list. And then send me a DM over on Instagram at the Unapologetic Mumpreneur of what you have put on there and a couple of ways that you are going to make time for you every single day because I would love to know what they are. And then finally, learn to recognize your stress triggers, to know when you are feeling stressed or burnt out or on that path to doing it. Because the whole point of nurturing this pillar is that you are making your well-being a priority and that you are taking care of yourself so that you avoid burnout. And that means it's important to recognize the signs that you are stressed or tired and deal with the things that you know act as your stress triggers so that you can jump on them before it's too late. So my warning signs of when I'm feeling stressed or burnt out mean that I start getting headaches, I start to have less patience, and unfortunately for my family, I get a little bit crabby. But I know that those are my warning signs. And so whenever they happen, I know it's time to start taking attention and to start making my well-being more of a priority again. And that means drinking less coffee or switching to decaf, drinking more water and getting a few early nights. Those warning signs are your body's way of telling you to slow down and that you need rest. So tune into your body, listen to it and look out for those warning signs and then take the time to recharge your batteries. Get super clear and learn to recognize what your stress triggers are as well. Because we all have different things that stress us out. And when we know what they are, we can jump on them before they start to actually have an effect. And so get in touch with what your stress triggers are. So some examples for me, I know that at home, some of my stress triggers as if the decks aren't clear in the evening before I sit down and chill out for the rest of the evening. And I know that I'm going to be coming down to a mess in the morning. That really stresses me out because there is nothing I hate more than walking into my kitchen and seeing a mess with dishes waiting to be washed up, 
and stuff needing to be put away. I really hate it. And it always puts me in a bad mood when I start the day. So I always make sure that my decks are clear in the evening before I sit down, because I know that that messy house and that messy kitchen in the morning is a huge stress trigger for me. Another stress trigger that I have at home is not knowing what I'm cooking each evening for dinner. That is a huge stress trigger for me. So in order to avoid that, I spend a few moments on a Sunday evening just coming up with a few ideas of what I can cook that week. Nothing is set in stone, but it's just a few ideas of what I can make based on what is going on each evening and that I need to allow time for, what I have in the pantry, what I have in the fridge and freezer, and meals that I can rustle up quickly. And then I just look at my list and think, yep, okay, we can have that for dinner tonight. And it makes life so much easier. Not knowing what I'm, not, what I'm cooking for dinner is a massive stress trigger for me. So I always make sure that I take care of that at the beginning of the week so that I know it's not going to stress me out during the week. And then in my business, I know that when the holidays, the school holidays are coming up, if I haven't got things sorted out in my business and I want to take the time off to be with my boys, that really stresses me out. That is another stress trigger for me. So I always look at my diary of when the school holidays are coming up and I make sure that I prep and plan in advance and get things done and scheduled so that I know that I am free to then take the time off without feeling like when I go back to work after the holidays that I'm behind and that I have to start playing catch up. So I look in advance and I work out how many weeks there are of the holiday, how many podcast episodes I need to record, how many emails I need to write and schedule to send to my email list every week. And I take the time to get them done before Harrison breaks up from school. And then I know that I'm all sorted. So what are your stress triggers? Have a look at what goes on in your business and what is a stress trigger for you. Have a look at what goes on at home and the day-to-day -day of managing the home and family life. And what are your stress triggers? Tap into those and ask yourself how you can deal with them so that you can cut them off at the pass and reduce the risk of them stressing you out. Couple that with learning to recognize how you feel when you're starting to get stressed and burnt out. And that really will help you nurture that pillar and keep overwhelm at bay and help you to make your well-being a priority so that you can then take care of the ones you love. So there we have it. That's our little bit of a deep dive into this first pillar of love yourself and why it's so, so important that we need to focus on and nurture that pillar first before we start looking at any of the other pillars, because everything starts and ends with us. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, we are in no position to be able to take care of the ones we love. And so here are the five strategies again for nurturing the love yourself pillar. Strategy number one is to remind yourself to not feel guilty about taking better care of yourself, to tell yourself that you deserve it, that there is nothing selfish about self-care. Self-care and making your well-being a priority is necessary. And in fact, it is the most selfless thing you can do. There is nothing more selfless than taking care of you first so that you can then take care of the ones you love. Strategy number two is to take care of yourself outside and in. What are you doing to nurture every area of yourself? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating well? Are you staying hydrated? And are you getting moving and getting exercise and doing the things that make you smile? Strategy number three was to clear that mental clutter. Anytime you feel like your head is going to explode, 
do a mind dump and get everything out that is buzzing around in your head onto paper so that you can see the wood for the trees, eliminate the things that you don't really need to do, and then prioritize what's left so that you can get things done and clear your to-do list. Strategy number four is to find time for you every single day. Whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, it doesn't matter. Just do something that lifts you up and makes you smile. Go and write out that happy list. Make a list of all of the things that make you smile and bring you joy and try and do one thing every single day that is just for you. And then finally, strategy number five was learn to recognize your stress triggers and when you're feeling stressed out and tired so that you can deal with it before you hit burnout. What things at home and in your business are stress triggers for you? And what are the warning signs that you are starting to feel stressed out and tired? Get in touch with those so that you can nip them in the bud before it's too late. So there we have it. That is how to nurture this love yourself pillar. I hope that it has helped. I would love to know which is your biggest takeaway and which one you are going to focus on first. Send me a DM over on Instagram at the unapologetic mumpreneur and let me know. And if you want to dive deeper into this topic, I have got a quick win masterclass for you called Fill Your Cup 2. It's 20, 30 minutes long. It comes with its own little workbook and it dives into all of these strategies and it helps you come up with a plan for making your well-being a priority without feeling guilty about doing it. And so if you want to do that, take a look at the show notes and you'll find the link for that in there. That's it for this episode. Good luck with nurturing your love yourself pillar and I will see you in the next episode where we dive deep into pillar number two, the love your family pillar where we'll be talking with a few simple strategies about what you can do to nurture that pillar so that you can feel more connected to your kids, spend more time together, lead a happier family life and actually start ticking things off that family bucket list. I will see you then. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me for another installment of the Unapologetic Mumpreneur podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, I would love for you to leave me a rating and a review so that other mumpreneurs can find this podcast too. Here's to unapologetically becoming the mum, wife, biz owner and woman you know you are meant and deserve to be. I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode. Bye for now.